Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm honored to be joined by a dear friend, a passionate industry leader who's on a mission to alter the trajectory of the ever-increasing driver shortage, Lindsay Trent, co-founder and president of the Next Generation and Trucking Association. So glad to have you back, Lindsay. Thanks. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to catch up with you since the last time we connected on the show. It's about nine or 10 months ago. Uh, You've been making steady progress for sure. Uh, I want to be sure we introduce the uh, Next Generation and Trucking Association to those viewers who may not be aware of the mission. And, uh, And I'd also like to hear your why. You know, what's behind your position to or your passion? to go all in on on solving this systemic problem with the driver shortage. Uh, and I'd love for you to share about the progress being made uh, so far and and what you see as the challenges to continued growth and success of the mission. Plus, I want to save time for a question from a listener during our deeper dive segment. Does all that work for you? It sounds great. All right. Well, before we dive in, I'm curious, uh, as is customary, if, uh, if there are any books uh, that you have read recently or any Thing you might want to recommend for the audience, something that's been yeah. impactful to you. So I just started reading this book over the weekend and it just came out, but it's how to grow your small business. And basically it really laser focuses on, you know, that mission and the different components for leadership and marketing and sales and what you need to do to, um, you know, really be laser focused and putting it out there and increasing the success of your mission. So, well, thank you for showing that. So that's a brand new release. I saw it just came out. And I know that because Donald Miller, the author, I have several of his books. I think the first one I read was called Story Brand. And he's he's really good. It's it's easy to read. It's it's thought provoking, good stuff. So thank you for sharing that. That's that's really cool. I'm anxious to hear you're still reading it. Is that right? Yeah, I'm in a couple chapters. So lots of note taking and then you know, you've got to work through it as you read it because you're putting it to what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. Anxious to hear, uh, you know, in hindsight, you know, kind of your thoughts, uh, you know, and how that's how that's helped you improve. Uh, you and I both, you know, have long shared the belief that uh, that we need to improve on the age of new drivers getting into the industry. And and I think that the two main associations for driving schools um, put the average age of new entrants at 38 years old. And that's the sort of the systemic problem I mentioned. And, and you and I both agree, I think, that the best way to do that is to reduce the minimum age to get a CDL from 21 to 18. Um, and so I'm, you know, just I'm curious, you know, to obviously that's sort of what we'll talk about when it when we come to um, getting in the next generation of trucking. But even, you know, to rewind a little bit, I, I love your story of how you got into the industry, how you embraced it and, and really have never looked back. And uh, I also, you know, know that you were named a top influential woman in trucking by uh, women in trucking. And uh, just curious, how did you feel, you know, when you learned that uh, that you were being recognized in that way? Well, it was such an honor to be named one of the the finalists for top women in trucking. First of all, because I was beside these amazing like three other ladies that I really respected, um, that who who represent amazing companies as well. And it was really shocking. Like, are you kidding me? Me? Um, and so it was such an honor and such a great platform to have. And it was like, we did a panel discussion at Women in Trucking's Accelerate Conference. 
which I highly recommend to anybody out there. But what made it even more special was my daughter came with me and she's 13 years old and we had the most amazing time together. But she really learned about being a woman and being a professional woman in the industry and just what what it's all about to uh, be a person who has a career path and is a mom and, you know, do all those things. And it was just a special time. Um, to be a woman in trucking. Well, I can imagine if if I were in your shoes on that stage with my child in the audience, I would have I would have probably you know, opened the floodgates. I'd get uh, really emotional and stuff like that because it's it's such a touching moment. And kind of to your point, get to really see. First of all, I can imagine her just saying, "Wow, that's my mom. I'm so proud," and it's so cool. But but you just even commenting about the people that you're, you know, around on that stage. I mean, I think that's, you know, the humility that you share, even in just saying that, like, you know, that you're in this audience. You deserve to be in that audience. You're passionate about this industry. You care. You're making a difference. And so I think your your humility shines through there. And and, and I appreciate that. I'm sure that's one of the many reasons why uh, people are drawn to you. And uh, maybe maybe this is a good opportunity to share, if you will, just, you know, for those who maybe don't know. What is the Next Generation and Trucking Association? Um, yeah, if you could share. So honestly, we really grew out of a grassroots movement. And it grew out of the fact that every time I walked into the doors of a business, um, every time I was at a conference, we always talked, every time, always talked about the biggest problem. And that is the driver shortage the aging workforce, the lack of young people even knowing what trucking was and the opportunities for, for them, there really weren't any. And so we're ha- I'm having like my thousandth conversation about this problem. And I'm thinking, where is a solution? We need to come up with an industry-wide solution regarding this industry-wide problem that we talk about constantly. And so I believe I was at, I remember the conference and you were there and you mentioned a guy by the name of Dave Dine, and he had started a high school trucking program. And I'm like, wow, that's what we need to do. We need to really start focusing on secondary education and getting young people interested and training in careers in trucking. And he started a high school trucking program in Patterson, California. He's on his sixth year of teaching. And... Dave and I started having a conversation and really dreaming up this idea of creating the next generation in trucking association and really focusing on starting programs in high schools and really bridging the gap between industry and education for the trucking industry and helping to get more programs started across the country. Listen, other industries are doing it. There's 4,000 construction programs in high schools, 1,000 woodworking. So why do we only have a handful of truck driver training courses in high school? Why are there 1,200 automotive programs in high school, but only 200 diesel tech? We need to start making a difference within education. There's federal funding and that money is not going to trucking. It's going to construction and woodworking and all these other industries, if we can start more programs in high school, raise awareness, get young people trained within these programs, we're going to be getting that federal money to to develop our workforce, not all the other workforces. And I'm not saying those other workforces are bad, but 
there are studies that are showing that with baby boomers leaving this next generation coming in, the numbers just aren't there. So we're all going to be fighting for the, that skilled talent. And we've got to start acting now because the, the, the workforce is getting tighter and tighter. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. You talked about funding. I, I'm going to want to talk about that in a little bit. You mentioned Dave Dine. You mentioned, uh, and I want to talk about him shortly. Um, and I do appreciate uh, the, the industry that we're in and, and the, the relationships that you build and the networking opportunities that exist. If there are you know multiple people that you run across that are passionate about a, a common theme, I love being able to, to introduce them or connect them in some way. And so certainly that is a a feather in my cap, something I'm proud of, of, of being able to connect you to back then. But you, that, that, that was all you and that was all Dave. Um, you know, you shared about your passion. You know, you, you saw that there was this problem. You kept talking thousands of times. Uh, and then you realized we've got to have a solution. So that, I think that explains the why, right? The passion, uh, to go all in on, on solving for this challenge. Can you share uh, a little bit of, about Dave specifically? Um, you know, how, when you, when you two met, you know, where, where was his head? And then how did that, from that initial conversation, come to co-founding a, an association together? Yeah. So Dave is kind of the best of both worlds because he started out as a truck driver and he worked his way through college um, as a truck driver. And he became an elementary school teacher, but always kept trucking on the side and worked summers. He also started a ministry called Faith Logistics, which taught prison inmates how to become CDL drivers. And so he really kept his passion for trucking and education. And um, over six years ago, he saw that his local high school um, had a supply chain program. And he went up to his superintendent and said, hey, what if I started a truck driver training program at Patterson High School? And the superintendent loved it. They have a ton of distribution centers that have grown in, in, you know, they were in agriculture fields. And now this booming market of distribution centers and warehouses, um, and they need truck drivers in order to move in and out freight. And so he, that superintendent bought onto the idea and Dave started writing the curriculum and started uh, training seniors in high school to get their commercial learner's permit. Once they graduate from high school with their commercial learner's permit, then they go on to get that behind-the-wheel training at a local school uh, that they're partnered with that does the behind-the-wheel training. So this this kind of brings up something that I would imagine most listeners are, are thinking, and they say, well, this is great, getting high school you know, students you know, trained, earn their CDL, but until or unless I can hire them in an interstate capacity, we're really limited at what we can do with them. And I don't want to jump too far ahead because I know in our deeper dive segment, there is a question about the, uh, the, 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 the pilot program for, you know, safe driver apprenticeship pilot program. But, uh, but I am curious. It's a little bit of a, you know, chicken or the egg scenario here. Are you getting a lot of that uh, feedback from people when you talk to them about it? Yeah, so that is definitely the biggest hurdle that we face. And um, you know, one thing that we need to realize as an industry is if we want to elevate the image of trucking, we need to get those young people who want to make trucking their first career choice, not their third and fourth career choice. We want those young people who want to go into skilled trades 
they don't necessarily want to go to college right away. Maybe they do eventually, but they really want to start working and they want to grow in a career path that they are passionate about. And, and I think that trucking is the answer to this. And if we can't identify those young people who are a good fit for our industry and are passionate about what we're doing as an industry, um, then we are going to be able to elevate the image of truck drivers. And so why not try to create this pathway where young people can really train how to be a safe professional driver, those soft skills that truck drivers need, um, how to have long careers in, in the industry? Why don't we start that while they're in high school, move them on to that community college or local driving school to get that behind the wheel training, and then move them into an apprenticeship program? This is hours and hours of training that leads up to a professional driver. And we're not just talking about any 18-year-old. Somebody says, well, I would never let my 18-year-old drive. Well, it's not for everybody. And we're not saying this is for everybody. We are saying we want to identify the right people who will be good fits to be in our industry, who want to have long, safe careers. And we all know, starting off as a truck driver, the sky's the limit. You can become an owner-operator on your own business. You can become a safety manager, HR. So many own their own fleet of trucks. So we need to we need to connect these young people to these amazing careers in our industry. And we all know if truck drivers aren't on the road, our shelves aren't full. And young people want to make a difference. And they see that trucking makes a difference because it keeps America, our shelves stocked. It keeps books in our hands. It keeps medicine um, in the pharmacies. If we don't have trucks, if we don't have drivers, then what are we going to do as a nation? So the purpose of trucking, the fact that young people want to make a difference and have a long career path, um, I think we're really um, on the right path to really making a difference for our industry, but also for these young people in their lives. Well, you make a great point about it, you know, not being for everybody. I hear the same thing all the time, too. Oh, no way in the world. And I get it. There are plenty of 35 to 38 year olds, you know, that average age range of new entrants that also shouldn't be shouldn't be getting their CDL. Um, and so I, I know I believe there may be some sort of you're looking for for the types of people who are you know maybe predisposed to this type of work, even at that young age. Is there any sort of testing that goes into it to sort of maybe qualify them for being a good candidate for for becoming a CDL driver? Yeah, we work with a, a company called Job Behaviors, and it takes who um, it skills can be taught, right? But who you are intrinsically inside as a person and your behaviors that lead up to how you act. This assessment takes the top drivers in the country and it assesses who they are and their behaviors. And it has put this into a 10 minute assessment and the student can take this assessment and the higher they score. So if they score a three to a five, then we invite them into the course. Um, and if they score lower, they're not as likely to be successful um, and they're not as likely to be retained in the industry. But this also helps uh, with diversity because we find that when we give this um, to a classroom of people, say 30 people are taking this assessment, there might be a, a female that says, oh, I didn't realize that I would make a good truck driver, but maybe I'm going to give this a shot. So 
it also helps to diversify the program and the people who are going to take it. So if you, I know it seems like about every, every other week or so I see an article or I hear about progress being made. And, and most recently I learned of some funding and I'm curious, maybe in scope of that, if you could share what, what does success look like uh, for NGTA? And, and maybe you can share where you've come so far and then what, what do you see going forward? Maybe the next two, three, four years from now. Yeah, that's a great question. So success to us is starting high school trucking programs and getting industry connected to those programs. We also work in the space of supply chain and diesel tech. So we're connected to diesel tech programs. I was just in a meeting with a school in um, Jacksonville, Florida, that wants to start a supply chain program for their high school. So working in, in those areas, but we recently won a grant um, and this grant is helping us write this trick driver training curriculum. So we will have a standardized curriculum for high schools to start this program. We've met with over 100 high schools that are interested in starting truck driver training programs. Um, I'm going to be honest. You talk to an administrator or superintendent at a high school, they're very interested and providing great educational opportunities for their students. And now that you've heard of the supply chain, they know what happens when truck drivers, when there's not enough truckers on the road. And so they're very interested in starting a program that can help their students get a high skill, high demand, high wage career. Well, how, you know, that's interesting. First of all, you're right, diesel techs. You know, we're talking about drivers all the time, but, and you mentioned it earlier too, you know, diesel techs is another area where they're, I, th I think uh, such an opportunity and probably even a lower, you know, threshold, uh, lower friction than than CDL drivers. But also it's encouraging to hear about the high schools being more receptive to it now. And I wonder how much of COVID, uh, you know, and, and what we went through then and what we learned about the importance of the supply chain and drivers and trucking, uh, how much that might have helped condition them to, hey, we need to we need to solve for this problem, too. Do you feel like that was part of it? Absolutely. Because I think now they've heard of the supply chain. We have virtual meetings with schools all the time and everybody's used to that now. So we are working with a school in Hawaii that is starting a trucking program. And from all over the country, we're meeting with schools and teachers um, and they're, they know, they hear, oh, my brother-in-law is a truck driver and he has told us about how many open positions there are at the company. And they see the kind of lifestyle truck drivers can lead because of the the financial money that they can make by being a truck driver. And so there really are so many open doors, as well as the fact that schools and communities really want to keep people within their community. And trucking provides that because there's all sorts of jobs in trucking, both rural and in urban environments. And so being able to have a program that supports their region, and it might be out in the middle of nowhere, but they have lots of trucks out in the middle of nowhere, because depending on, you know, what it could be agriculture, it could be timber, they need truck drivers in their community. And so they want to support the, the employers in their community. Well, a quick question. Uh, I know right now you're focused on this Gen Z Right. That's the that's the generation that we're talking about now. And uh, and, and you know, assuming next generation in trucking really uh, continues to make progress and, and plow forward and make a, a huge difference in the uh, 
number of CDL drivers getting into the industry, graduating from high school and so on, that you'll be then targeting Gen Alpha, which is on the heels of Gen Z. I learned that recently. So it's something for for the audience if they didn't know that. That's the next generation. And you'll be addressing uh, Gen Alpha as well and getting them, uh, you know, interested in trucking and so on. So I'm excited. I'm excited to to see that happen and look forward to watching this uh, watching this grow. Um, Same. One thing that we are also doing is creating educational resources. Um, and so we've created a careers and trucking presentation. It's a classroom presentation. They're doing in seventh and eighth grade a lot of career exploration. And so if you have a school in your local community, make sure that they have this curriculum available to them. You can download it on our website and utilize it at your local school. Maybe you go and talk about trucking or the teacher of that class. But we want to make sure that trucking is represented in these types of curriculums. It's not just about doctors and lawyers and teachers. We want the trucking industry to be represented. Well, and and real quick, just for those who may, might not be familiar with the website, can you share uh, the Next Generation's website and also how can viewers show their support? Is it individually? Is it at the company level? Is it both? So our website's nextgentrucking.org. Um, we also have a LinkedIn presence and all social media. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, Lindsay Trent, and I'd be glad to connect. Uh, we also send out a monthly newsletter. So you can go on our website, sign up for our newsletter that you can get. Um, and you can join as an individual on our website. And you can also join as a corporation. So we have dealers, we have carriers, we have just industry people who are passionate about workforce development and young people, and then insurance brokers or people who sell to trucking but are passionate about helping their customers find the the workforce they need. So um, it's all about really uh, working on this mission together. Let's not just talk about this problem all the time. Let's work on the mission together. And that's what this is all about. There's 26,000 high schools across the country. So we need you to focus on your backyard to make a difference. I worked at my local career fair two weeks ago at the high school that does, is the Career Technology Center. And I talked to students and it was so fun. It's really fun. So and here were two observations. My daughter worked it with me and she said, Mom, there were a lot of students that seemed really interested in what you had to say when you talked about trucking. And another friend of mine who was working in healthcare and tried to recruit help for healthcare, she said, I was just amazed by how many of these young people had no idea what they wanted to do. You can make a difference in your local community by working at their career fair and just having conversations with students and talking to them about trucking. A lot of them don't even know that trucking's out there except they see trucks on the road. So really start making a difference in your community and just talk, having conversations. Well said. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, good point. And it is fun. It's fun when it's something you're passionate about. Um, yeah. We've got about 60 seconds left. So from a from a, a deeper dive uh, question standpoint, uh, this is a question from a, a listener. Uh, the question is, I haven't heard about any progress with the Safe Driver Apprenticeship Pilot Program. Is it currently underway yet? I don't know how, I, I know you're maybe not being, you know, FMCSA, you know, administrator expert or anything like that. But uh, what do you know about the program and how, you know, yeah, if, how can you answer that question? So great question. We, um, in fact, last week I was at a signing for a 19-year-old apprentice. And, um, you know, we he works for one of the employers who's in the Safe Driver Apprenticeship Pilot Program. He has 
super excited to be a truck driver. Um, this is what he wants to do with his career. His parents are proud of him because he found a career that he wants to do. Um, we want more employers in the safe driver apprenticeship pilot program. If you are considering it, feel free to email me and I can help walk you through the process of what you need to do or connect you to a carrier who's already joined the program. We need more carriers that are willing to be in the program. Uh, we need students. So if there's any 18 to 20 year old that you know that wants to be a truck driver, now's a great time. There's some great companies that are in the program. Um, and we want it to be a success because we want to be able to see our 18 to 20 year olds just as safe as tw a 25 year old that decides they want to be a truck driver. So it, it is underway. It's just, it seems underway. to not. Yeah, it's it's underway, but uh, sounds like there's a lot of opportunity to to grow it and expand it. It's a three year uh, pilot program. So, uh, Lizzie, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm I'm grateful for your passion and dedication to this critical mission, and uh, I'm honored uh, to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeremy. And thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.